Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dual Vision Podcast. My name is Devin Jackson, joined by my twin brother, Dominic Jackson. Uh, we're here to bring you another episode. Um, you know, last week we talked about, you know, mental health and, and dealing with mental health. Uh, this week we're going to uh, talk about a, a little bit of a different subject, a subject that has kind of been uh, near and dear to our hearts. But uh, first, Dom, how you doing today? Uh, you know, how's your week been? I'm doing pretty well. Um Tuesday morning. I'm all right. You know, just getting to it. Uh, last week, it's a pretty cool week. Like I said, I was, I thoroughly enjoyed talking in the podcast. Um, it was definitely eye opening for me. And I definitely just appreciated the platform that we're given to talk about, you know, how we deal with things and stuff like that. So but other than that, every, everything been pretty good though. How's, how's everything on your end? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, it's, it's been a busy week, uh, just another busy week. Um, you know, high school football, writing about sports and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, I appreciate having that platform as well to <clears throat> discuss mental health and discuss, you know, kind of the ramifications of that and uh, how we deal with that. Um, so, you know, first topic we're going to get into today, um, obviously a lot of things have happened over the course of the week, but specifically uh, with Breonna Taylor. Um, you know, one of the, uh, one officer, uh, was indicted, you know, uh, for his actions during the raid, uh, but no charges were filed against the other two officers who fired shots and no one was charged for causing her death. Um, so basically what happened was, you know, they, you know, three officers came into the, the, the house and they, uh, Rihanna Taylor's boyfriend, you know, heard there was an intruder. So uh, they started firing shots back and forth and uh, Rihanna Taylor was shot and killed. Um, and for the longest time, none of the officers were charged. None of the officers were, you know, indicted. Uh, none of them, you know, were in custody. And it seemed like we were never going to get justice. And it still seems that way because, None of the officers that shot shots and killed her will be charged for anything. Um, so right now, you know, people are obviously protesting and everything like that. But, you know, just the fact that we're back here again, this seems like at square one, you know, it's frustrating and and it, it's just a, it's just not a great situation. So, you know, Dom, you know, bring you back in, you know, what, you know, hearing that news, you know, kind of what was your initial reaction to that? Um, initially I was de definitely hurt, but us as black people, as far as everything that's been going on, we pretty much conditioned for the worst. So basically what happened to Breonna Taylor was so unfortunate, but we were just so conditioned to the fact that we weren't going to get justice because it just seemed like it continues to happen every time. And what happened to her is just complete, you know, I'm going to just cut it quick and short. It's complete bullshit because there is no way that this woman should be dead. She didn't even get a chance to speak her mind of what was going on. Next thing you know, she ended up dead before she came and wake up. I just think that, you know, the system has got to change because we need to start holding these police officers accountable for the stuff that they do. 
that's all we're asking for. And for the fact that, you know, they get charged with some petty stuff instead of the actual crime that they committed, it's just ridiculous to me. And, you know, it's so unfortunate for Breonna Taylor and her family because we all been looking for justice for the last maybe like five, six months. We just hoping that we're going to get the justice that we deserve. But like I said, as black people, we are conditioned to prepare for the worst because that's what we all, that's pretty much what we've been getting and dealing with. So honestly, I'm just, I'm just at a loss of words for this because it just doesn't make no sense. And it just doesn't seem like this system is going to change and hold these police officers accountable. You know, I'm definitely heard about it. I'm not, I'm not happy about it at all because this woman, she, she clearly was enjoying her life. Um, she was doing everything that was making her happy. You know what I'm saying? And for that to happen, is just ridiculous. And I'm, I'm utterly sick of this system. I really am. And I'm, I'm tired of it. That's pretty much what I got to say about it. Yeah. And uh, there's, you know, even, you know, as you continue to dig deeper in, into this case, you know, there's a lot of, you know, things that should be illegal. Like one, there should be no such thing as a no knock warrant. You know, you shouldn't be able to just go in a house just whenever you want. Um, and, you know, obviously one of the officers got dismissed uh, basically because he, um, he shot into, uh, the, the apartment. Um, he shot, he shot in, um, shots into the apartment, uh, when he wasn't supposed to, it's, it's not part of protocol. Uh, so that's why he was dismissed. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's frustrating for, for, like you said, black people that have seen things like this continue to go on, you know, Michael Brown. Um, you know, when he, no one was, uh, when there was no charges brought in that case, you know, some of the other cases as well that have happened over the last five, six, seven years, and we've seen no charges brought up, you know, um, it, it's, you know, it's disappointing. Um, you you want to see justice and you want to have justice for her. Uh, and it, it's just sad that it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Now, as of recently, there has been a motion uh, for the grand jury to um, to to put out all the facts. Uh, I believe yesterday um, there was uh, news, or, or the day before, uh, grand jury deliberations in Breonna Taylor's case will be released, um, and they're going to release like the grand jury audio. So hopefully that will you know push for something, but. You know, at this point, we're just tired of hoping and tired of, you know, trying to rely on the justice system to do right, because it doesn't seem like in any situation that we're, we're getting done right by the, the justice system. Uh, so the hope is to, you know, obviously, we, we, need, we need those officers to be charged for the death of Breonna Taylor. There's, there's really nothing else much more to say than that. Um, and that kind of leads me to the next topic that we want to discuss um, you know, for those who believe that, you know, the police doesn't, don't, you know, police black people differently or, you know, they don't discriminate or they don't, you know, pull black people over for no reason. Uh, 
we're going to discuss kind of our own personal interactions with the police and, you know, things that have kind of happened uh, to give people a better perspective of what, why we're pushing so hard for change and, you know, why there is a problem in the country. So, uh, you know, bringing you back in, Dom, uh, you know, what have been some situations that you've kind of dealt with the police and, you know, felt and, and kind of describing how you felt during that interaction and, and things like that? Um, I've had an instance with the police where, um, I was leaving for work, um, and, um, basically I was driving to the crib and I see a police officer following me. Um, so I just, you know, switch lanes and he switches lanes of me. So then I switch back. And then next thing you know, he puts his uh, lights on. So knowing me, you know, I just pull over and everything like that. So then he comes up to my window and he asks me, well, he tells me that I have a broken tail light. Mind you, both my tail lights are on. So I'm just thinking, okay, I already know what time it is. So he tells me that runs my license or whatever. And then he was like, you been smoking tonight? And I said, excuse me? He's like, I smell weed. I'm like, what you mean you smell weed? Because I don't smoke. So then he proceeds to tell me, I need you to step out the car. I said, what do I need to step out the car for? He was like, I smell weed on you, so I just want to check the car just in case there's no weed in here. So I'm just thinking, man, you know, if this was if this was somebody else besides my color, I don't think this would be happening right now. So you know what? I step out the car. He does what he does, and then he tells me, "You can you can go. You know, just don't tell nobody about it." And I'm like, "What do you mean? You just did a you just did a search for no reason, bro. Like you had no reason to search me." So it was just I was just like, "Wow, you know what I'm saying? This is crazy because." I'm literally just getting off work. I'm trying to go home. It was like almost 12, 12, 31 o'clock. I was trying to go home. And for me to get pulled over because of a broken taillight, supposedly, you know, it's crazy to me. They just be finding reasons to pull, you know, black people over for no reason, especially late at night. So I was just, I was shook for sure because, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen if I didn't get out the car. And I just continue to, you know, be combative towards him. So I just did what he asked me to do. I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? But I was definitely pissed off for sure because it, it didn't make no sense for me. But I just, you know, wanted to make sure that I was going to get home in one piece. So I just did what he asked me to do. And, you know, that's pretty much one of the stories that I have, you know, with police dealings. I just feel like it's really incredibly, you know, dumb for you know, police officers to pull you over for one reason and then they find a different reason to, you know, see what they can get out of you and stuff like that. It's ridiculous, you know what I'm saying? So, um, that's my story. What about yours? Yeah, I mean, that's it's pretty ridiculous that, you know, he was trying to find something so he can save his butt for basically pulling someone over that there was nothing wrong, like no speeding, no nothing. Um, actually, you know, one of my stories is like when we were 
both together. Uh, we, it was me, you, and Keenan, one of our friends, and Jeremy. Uh, we were, you know, we went out and we had just, you know, came, from, I think we were, came from a, a gas station or something. We were going to get something. Um, and, you know, we were getting ready to leave. We were just talking for like a minute or so. And then, you know, we see a police car, you know, come over and park a couple of spots away from us. And then, you know, he comes up to the car and, you know, asking what we're doing, you know, uh, you know, we shouldn't be here, things like that. And we're saying we're, we were getting ready to leave because we were, we we're getting ready to leave. He was trying to say that we were loitering in the parking lot, but we were like, we're getting ready to leave. He was like, nah, let, let me see all your IDs. We we're like, whoa, 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 first of all, you don't, we're about to leave and you're trying to see all of our IDs for what? Like, what are you trying to see? So we kept being insistent. So, you know, for, you know, all of us, it's four of us, you know, four black men. So we're like, okay, we'll just give our, up our, our, our IDs because, we, you know, we don't want to cause any issues. So, you know, he takes our IDs, runs it for like, what, 15, 20 minutes. And, you know, he just sits there and then he comes back and says, you know, you guys need to leave. I, you know, you could, you could be. Uh, charge for loitering or some some craziness like that we were like man come on man like we weren't even doing anything we were just sitting in the parking lot getting ready to leave we had just got some you know drinks and a snack from the gas station and we we're getting ready to leave and we couldn't park right in front of the gas station because all the spots were taken so we were just like bro come on it's like it's just like small simple interactions like that it's just like you just get you just get that you know a bad taste in your mouth because it's like you ain't done you didn't do nothing wrong. It's not like it's not like we were out there for like two three hours. We we're out there for like two three minutes, and because he was bored, because he wasn't. I think he was out of jurisdiction too, if I'm not mistaken. He called a, he called in backup. So it's like, first of all, you're not even in your own jurisdiction. You're trying to do stuff. You know, it it's craziness, man. Um, you know, I've been in other situations where, you know, one of my friends got pulled over or something like that, and you know, they call him backup. So it's like, you know, just for a simple speeding thing, they're calling them backup. It's like, what's going on, man? You know, it's just like you just never get that easy feeling. Like even when they come up behind you, when you see them pass by you, it's just like it's ridiculous. Uh, I remember one night I was going home. And I wasn't speeding or nothing. I was just going to normal speed. And this was here in Pennsylvania. And, you know, someone, you know, in front of me was changing lanes and whatnot. And then, you know, the police comes and then they come up behind me and they turn on the lights. So I'm like, uh, okay, I haven't done nothing wrong. So I move over to the left lane and, you know, he just keeps going and gets somebody else. But, you know, just simple things like that just make your heart beat fast, you know. Uh, make you feel really uneasy. So, you know, it, it just sucks that, you know, we have those type of stories. Uh, you know, even with mom, you know, uh, we've been in the car when we, I think it was just the five of us, me, you, Don, uh, Dante, mom and dad. And we were, I think we we're heading to New Orleans or somewhere. And we got pulled over for no reason. They said that, you know, the license plate was expired. Some some ridiculous reason, but they, we didn't do nothing wrong. Like, nobody was speeding. Uh, I think that happened a couple of times while we were in the car with mom. So it's just like, it's just ridiculous, man. It, it's just, 
they they just have no reason sometimes to pull us over. So they, they try to think of the smallest little things and try to use that against you. So it, it's just ridiculous, man. I don't know if you have anything else to add, but it, it's just ridiculous. And, you know, the police are supposed to protect us. And the fact that we are conditioned to feel uneasy because you know, we don't know what, what's going to happen if the police get behind us or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just crazy. They're supposed to protect us, and we're scared because we don't want to lose our lives. You know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous at this point, and it's, it just doesn't make no sense at all. And, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, with this this system right now, it's just ridiculous. It doesn't make no sense. You know, I'm utterly disappointed that we have to continue to deal with this every single day this stuff this stuff probably never going in because it just seems like they're trying to pick at us you know what i'm saying for nothing we're not doing nothing wrong we're doing what we're supposed to do and they just continue to find a way to try to lock us up or you know put pin us with something and it's ridiculous so like i said i'm just not i'm not happy with this system at all period it doesn't make no sense we get pulled over for no reason they'll find a way to try to pin you with something or try to make it make up a, a law or even come out of your own jurisdiction like bro you're not in the jurisdiction go back to your jurisdiction bro you know what i'm saying it's crazy and you call back up for a speeding ticket or something that's ridiculous to me if you're a police officer and you can't handle a speeding ticket by yourself then you shouldn't even be a police officer bro this shouldn't even be in your field and they need to start having the criteria to be a police officer because it just seems like they're hiring anybody to be a police officer. It just seems like they don't run no background checks, no nothing. Like, you could just go ahead and sign up and be a police officer. Hey, we're hiring to be police officers. Come on and just sign up. I feel like they need to have a strict criteria to be a police officer because they're just hiring anybody, letting anybody carry a gun. And it's just ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like they need to have a higher standard to hold people to to be a police officer because that is a prestigious honor as you know some people might say but it just don't seem like it is so i'm just not happy with it at all and it's ridiculous that we are conditioned to feel uneasy unsafe because the police officers whenever they get behind us we got to make sure we look in our mirror or you know what i'm saying make sure we have both our hands on the stand we'll make sure we don't touch our phone you know what I'm saying? Making sure that we're keeping our eyes straight on the road, make sure we don't swerve, none of that. In any slight movement, and we're getting pulled over, which is ridiculous. And I'm just not happy about it. I'm not. But that's all I got to say about it, though, for sure. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's just the way that everything is, is going. Every time you see a police officer, you just don't have a great feeling. You know, you, you get that feeling in your chest, you know, you get that feeling, you know, and we had that talk back when we were teenagers that, you know, we have to follow the rules and, uh, you know, the talk that a lot of black parents give their black sons and daughters um, to, you know, basically follow everything that they're asking of you, which is ridiculous. Like there are laws that say you, you do not have to get out the car to uh, allow police to search your car. You know, you, there are things where you don't have to do things, but out of the, you know, 
basically keeping yourself safe, you do them. So it, it's just disappointing that, you know, every time something happens with police and innocent black men or women, they never get indicted. You know, they never get the charges that they're supposed to get. They're not treated like any other citizen. Any other citizen would get murdered if they did what they did to Breonna Taylor. But they keep protecting police officers, and that keeps leading to people wanting to defund the police because they are so protected. They're protected by their colleagues. They're protected by the justice system. So we want change, and making change is changing the way police officers police because there's no reason why we should be getting pulled over for no reason for mysterious mysterious reasons because i guarantee you if you take a thousand black people in america right now they could get police officers charged with dozens of things because they're doing unlawful searches that they're doing they're pulling you unlawfully they're trying to say you have broken tail lights. They're trying to say your license expired. So, you know, they're trying to say your uh, license plate is expired. So there's so many things that they try to use to try to get you on something else like weed or anything else. So, you know, to you know, all my black brothers and sisters out there that are listening, continue to stay safe, you know, continue to make your voice heard and and continue to, you know, even though. Uh, you know, we're both talking about, you know, it sucks that we have to follow police directions, continue to follow those directions because we want we don't want you as a hashtag. You know, we want you to have a long and prosperous life. So uh, for those listening, uh, make sure make sure you stay safe. Um, now we're now we're going to move on uh, to a little bit of a lighter note. Your Los Angeles Lakers are in the NBA finals. They will be taking on the Miami Heat. Uh, that has been confirmed. You know, as of this weekend, um, you know, what are your initial thoughts to hearing that, you know, the Miami Heat will be the opponents of Los Angeles Lakers after we both thought the Boston Celtics might come back and win that series? I think it's going to be a great series. Um, Tyler Hero really been playing out of his mind. And it don't even feel like – He's 20 years old. He's just playing like he an all-pro, you know what I'm saying? Um, Bam did his thing to close out that game. He had, what, 32 and 14? Man, they're going to be a tough team for sure. I feel like this could go six or seven. I like it going either six or seven. But the Heat, they really clamped up. I want to say in the last three minutes of that game, against the Boston Celtics, and they deserve to be in the finals. They've been playing – they've been balling out since they started this bubble. Um, I just think that it's going to be – I think it's going to be a really good matchup. I like like this matchup because you're taking a team coached up by Eric Spolstra, who he pretty much knows LeBron, and, you know, I'm sure he's going to try to use his weaknesses against them because he, I'm sure he's coached them. He coached them before. So it's going to be a special matchup. I think it's probably going to be one of the best finals I've seen in a minute. So um, I ain't going to make no picks yet, but I'm going to say it's going to go six or seven. I like it going six or seven, but 
Yeah, what you think about it? Yeah, I think this is the best case scenario for this series. I just don't think the Boston Celtics have the mentality to keep it to make it go six or seven games. Uh, I think that they're them mentally they're they're still kind of mentally weak in my opinion. Um, adversity seems to hit the Celtics all the time, and they cannot deal with it adequately. Uh, really, since they took the Cavs to Game Seven a couple years ago when LeBron was still on the Cleveland Cavaliers. They really have not been able to uh, make it far in the playoffs. And it's because of that mentality. They have the talent. You know, they have the pieces. Uh, the coaching seems to get out coached against better coaches. Uh, you know, Brad Stevens is kind of a second-tier coach at this point. Um, but for the Miami Heat, man, they got dogs. Uh, and that's what it comes down to. Jimmy Butler's a dog. Tyler Hero's becoming a dog. Bam Adebayo's a dog. Um, you know, they got solid role players and Jay Crowder, Goran Dragic. Um, they're, they have, they're a well-built team. Um, and the Lakers are going to have their hands full. Uh, Bam versus AD is going to be a great matchup. LeBron versus uh, Jimmy Butler is going to be a great matchup. So it's going to be interesting. I think the key for both teams will be how their role players play. So, you know, obviously LeBron and AD have to be great, but Kuzma is going to have to show up. You know, Dwight Howard, Rondo. Uh, Caruso, Caldwell Pope, J.R. Smith, Dion Waiters, all those guys are going to be needed to help the Lakers advance. So I think that it's going to come down to matchups and who, uh, which coach is going to go which route. Are they going to go small ball? Or are they going to play big lineups? And then, you know, in the fourth quarter of crunch time, you know, who's going to score a bucket besides the big four and Bam, Jimmy Butler, AD, and LeBron. Uh, Tyler Hero is a candidate. Uh, Kuzma could be a candidate on a, on a given night. Uh, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see how these games unfold. You know, the chess matches between Eric Spolstra and Frank Vogel. Uh, you know, who's going to do, who's going to be able to control the game, things like that. So it's going to be a really great series. I think it's going to go six games. Uh, right now, I have the Lakers winning in six. Um, I just think that LeBron, he's, he's near the end. You know, he's got about, what, three, four years left maybe. I think this is where he captures his fourth ring um, and, and tries to pull even closer to, to Michael Jordan. So I got the Lakers in six, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it went seven. I still have the Lakers regardless. So now, uh, obviously, we got the NBA out the way. We're going to talk about the NFL. Um, you know, really busy week weekend of NFL action. Uh, has some good games like the Bills and Rams and, uh, you know, had – the Cowboys and Seahawks at the, the the evening, but you know, obviously, we're here to talk about the Saints. Uh, they fell again on prime time. They lost to the Packers, thirty-seven to thirty. Uh, Dom, uh, give me your quick thoughts uh, on the game and, and kind of what transpired. Um, our defense, standout guy Cam Jordan, is not showing up right now. I'm not sure what he has going on. But Cam Jordan has been a non-factor. Marshawn Lattimore has not played great as a defender. The only player that's been playing great on defense is Malcolm Jenkins. He literally was everywhere on Sunday night. I mean, from the flats to every, everywhere. He was literally everywhere on the field. Um, offensively, um, I'm a little bit skeptical because you cannot continue to keep relying on Kamara even though Kamara has been so special. I mean, he's been special these last three games. He's really 
he's really carried the load as an offensive player. And, you know, for Drew, I just feel like he needs to be able to trust his arm. It just feels like he doesn't want to pull the trigger because he thinks he might throw it short, this, this, and that. You got to just let that ball go. Um, you know, and I think what really killed us was trying to use a gadget player like Taysom Hill. You know what I'm saying? It just – at that point in the game, I just felt like we had the momentum. We had just scored. We got the ball back. And I felt like we was about to go ahead and take over the game. But Taysom Hill ends up fumbling the ball, and that pretty much kills our momentum. Um, I still like us. We're, we have a lot to get better on. But as far as Drew, I just need him to be able to trust his arm, you know, let the ball go. Throw the ball. Like, don't be scared to throw the ball. Like, you have Emmanuel Sanders there. Jerry Cook is there. You got Taysom Hill as well. You, we got tight ends. We got all the, all the receivers and tight ends you need to get the ball out of your hand. Even Alvin Kamara, he had, what, 13 catches? Use your players and use your arm and just trust your arm. That's all we're asking for. Because right now it's, it's not looking good for Drew because a lot of people are calling for – you know, Jameis to come on in, you know, and Jameis can pretty much throw the ball maybe like 60, 70 yards. And I'm sure if Jameis was to come in, that playbook is going to change dramatically because then Sean Payton will be able to open up the playbook even more to deep shots or play action, deep shots, this and that. So we just have to get Cam Jordan has to play better. All around, the defense has to play better. Um, I mean, you're going against Aaron Rodgers. What do you expect? You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, Cam Jordan got to get some pressure, man. We really been we really been needing you on this defensive end, and it just feel like only one person is showing up, and that's Hendrickson. At this point, maybe even Brown too, but Hendrickson pretty much the only one has what two sacks right now. So. I need, I really need Cam Jordan to come out come out that shell or whatever he got going on. He got to come out and do what he got to do because, you know, that's not gonna get any easier going down the schedule. So we need to continue to stay ahead and do what we need to do as a unit. But I was thoroughly I was thoroughly unhappy with the performance. Thoroughly, I was not pleased. What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, it, it was it was disappointing, man. Um, and really starts defensively, like you said, Cam Jordan has been non-existent. You need to put an APB out for him. I understand he gets double team, but he just had the best season of his career. You know, he had an All Pro season last year, so there's no way he fell off that much, um, and wasn't wasn't able to get any pressure at all. Um, and you know, looking even more at the team. Uh, the secondary, uh, Marshawn Lattimore is getting beat by Alan Lazard. This man is, he's not, he's not a top tier receiver. You know, he's a third, fourth, fifth option. And Lattimore just will not play well when he's not playing against a first round receiver or top receiver. Like the way he plays against Mike Evans, uh, you know, Mari Cooper, Julio Jones, there's nowhere near seen in any other game. He couldn't do it against Thielen. He couldn't do it against Renfro. Now he can't do it against Lazard. So it was just like, bro, what are you doing? Like, your contract year is now. This is your contract year. 
Like it's it's time to time to ramp it up. You know, it's time to play hard every single game. Stop just picking and choosing what games you play well in. So it's just frustrating from that perspective. Uh, PJ Williams, he needs to go. He just keeps getting. How do you get beat deep? On you're the you're the deepest man. You can't get beat deep, man. He got beat deep multiple times. Aaron Rodgers had way too much time to throw. Uh, really, the only players playing well in that defense is Hendrickson, Demario Davis, and Malcolm Jenkins. Like you said, everybody else is playing bad. Uh, and just not playing up to standards. So that's disappointing. Uh, then you even think about uh, offensively. Really, the most disappointing thing for me is that Breeze won't pull the trigger, man. Um, it's just frustrating because there are opportunities down the field. And I think at this point, he's scared to show it because he doesn't want to show if he doesn't have it anymore. Because then people are going to be calling for his job, da 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 da, whatever. So now he's just like dinking and dunking. And like you said, Kamara cannot be the only option for the Saints. We got to do more. We got to spread the ball out more. Too many weapons. Um, so hopefully get that figured out. We play the Lions this upcoming week. So we'll see. But man, if the Saints lose again, you might see a quarterback change. So that's that's really all I have to say about that. But that's gonna do it for uh the episode of the uh dual vision podcast. Um we're gonna leave you with one you know final positive affirmation. Uh for me, uh it I just want to leave you with get registered to vote. Um, we're getting close to that season and we're getting close to the time where we need to make our voices heard. Um, I know that, you know, voting isn't the end all be all. It's not going to solve all our problems, but it sure is a, a start to to get some things going. Um, and you, you don't want to have the same feeling you continue to have, have over the last four years uh, with the, the person we have in president now. So, uh, guys, just make sure you go out to get registered to vote. And, you know, when it is time to vote, make sure you're standing in line and make sure that they allow you to vote. I know there's some voter fraud going on, some uh, voter suppression, but make your voices heard. You know, I know that like some of you have jobs when you're going to vote, but make sure that you do your civil duty and vote. So that that is what I want to leave you guys with. Dom, you want to leave them with anything? Yeah, I definitely agree with that one. Um, definitely, you know, it's time it's time for our voices to be heard. So let's go out here and make a change. And, you know, y'all make sure y'all register to vote for sure. Um, I have a couple of uh, positive affirmations I want to uh, let off. Um, let me see. Um, I, overcome my, I overcome fears by following my dreams. Um, my mind is full of brilliant ideas. I make a difference in the world simply by existing in it. I give myself space to grow and learn. I am always headed in the right direction. I am the architect of my life. I build its foundation and choose its contents. I am superior to negative thoughts and low actions. I possess the qualities needed to be extremely successful. My ability to conquer my challenges is limitless. My potential to succeed is infinite. Everything that is happening now is happening for my ultimate good. My future is an ideal project of what I envision now. I am love. I am purpose. I was made with divine intention. 
I feed my spirit. I train my body. I focus my mind. It's my time. I don't sweat the small stuff. I can, I will. End of story. That's dope, man. I appreciate you for sharing that. Uh, But yeah, you guys, uh, we're going to be back with another episode uh, later this week. Um, So if you guys have any questions, concerns, uh, you can just reach out to us uh, at dualvisionpodcasts at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, dualvision95. And uh, I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. And uh, for Dominic Jackson, I'm Devin Jackson signing off for the Dual Vision Podcast. See you guys later.